All right, welcome on in to the That Being Said podcast with the Georgeois brothers. I'm one of the brothers here, Sammy Georgeois. And I'm George. Just cut to the chase, man. James Harden got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. They got some roster spots available. Um, I, if they want a shooter to come off the bench, you know where to what to call. 425-495-9732. That's my phone number. You can text me if you have any thoughts for the podcast too, but I'm coming off the bench for the for the Brooklyn Nets. George is staring me down because we're right across no, from each other. I'm really not staring, you know. Oh, well, yeah, I, looks, was, I was typing something. Looks like George is staring me down notes. on the podcast because we are sitting right in front of each other using one microphone today. So it looks like he's looking at me, but no, no. he is actually apparently typing something. And before we get into it, though, I know he said let's cut to the chase. I do like to say, Thanks for tuning in today, and you can find us at thesportsontap.com and at thesportsontap on all platforms. Now, the Brooklyn Nets gave up not Kyrie Irving, which was kind of the key here. Um, we I didn't really expect that to happen, but let's keep it simple. I'm going to read us out this trade, and then we can get into this. Um, basically, from what Woj was saying, first of all, Brooklyn has granted James Harden wish to be reunited to Kevin Durant and the Nets. It's a huge haul for the Rockets, but the Nets were determined to get this done. Um, and what that final trade was, George, was that Brooklyn acquires James Harden in a three-way deal with Cleveland. Karis LeVert, Dante Exum, Rod Noins Kirkus, and four first-round picks, including the Cavs' 22 first via the Bucks. In four net pick swaps, so that's another four first-round picks, for and Jared Allen and Terion Prince to the Cavs. And then there was a follow-up to all that, which was that Karis LeVert got traded um, over to Indiana for Victor Oladipo. So Houston ends up with a lot of actually great pieces here with Victor Oladipo, Jared Allen. Oh, no, Jared Allen's to the Cavs. It, it got complicated, but it was very Karis hard to keep LeVert up on Indiana is also Actually, I think they're the big winner. Not the biggest winners here, but they're a big winner here as well. They are a big winner. Um, and I guess we can start here with the Nets, right? I think that's where everyone would want to start, and yeah. then we can get into the Rockets if we'd like. But basically, here it is. Here's the current Nets roster with the Harden trade, George. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris. That's a pretty good five to start with. Landry Shamit, Tyler Johnson, and then they got a whole mix of guys. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's out this year. Jeff Green um, and a couple other, you know, role players. But um, when Dinwiddie comes back next year even, I mean, we're talking about a pretty damn stacked roster. Of Joe Harris, Durant, Harden, Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And Are they winning the championship? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, first of all, make this a lesson, kids. You can act like a complete jack-off and a dick and be out of shape, give no effort. And you get what you want at the end of the day. So uh, for all those parents out there who want to tell their kids, work hard, be smart, be a good person, you don't have to be. You just have to be really ultra-talented at basketball, then you get whatever the fuck you want. And that's what James Harden did. He quit on the city of Houston. And that kind of sucks if you're a Houston Rockets fan because they've been defending him until basically until, what, whatever time the trade got announced today. Now they're like, oh, fuck this guy. Um, shout out to the Houston strip clubs. They just lost – a lot of money. So they lost a legend, actually. Lost a legend, of Hall of Famer. But no, but really, can the Nets win the championship? I mean, it's going to be to be determined, right? Like on paper, a lot of things look good on paper. So, I mean, I, I mean, if I was with Kevin Durant, 
if he's healthy, Kyrie Irving, if he's not insane, and James Harden, if he's in shape, yeah, they'll they could win the championship. But those things, three things have to happen. Kevin Durant has to be healthy. Kyrie has to be not insane. And James Harden has to be in shape. And if there's some things we know, James Harden, when he's motivated, is in shape. The other two are big question marks. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to go backwards to what you were saying when it came to James Harden being an ass, being out of shape, and getting what he wants. Now, I think this is a kind of a key here that we need to consider with all three of these guys. Um, Now, sometimes three people who are dysfunctional thinking that they can be functional together kind of just proves their dysfunction. Like the three stooges. And sometimes we'd be proven wrong. I mean, sometimes they maybe aren't delusional. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Kyrie Irving did win a championship with Kevin, uh, with LeBron James. Kevin Durant was able to, last with the Warriors and win a championship, but they all have a history. Kyrie has a history of not talking to his teammates in the playoffs mm-hmm. and being a problem in Cleveland at one point. Uh, Kevin and he, had a, he was a problem in Brook in uh, Boston, of course. Yes. Kevin Durant has the history of getting in fights with teammates, giving the media attitude. He had a problem with Draymond Green, who was his close friend. He backstabbed, I put that in quotes, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's kind of been his he own fair. He even called Steph to tell him he was leaving. Yeah, seriously, though, he's no, he had did. his fair yeah. share of being kind of a not a great teammate or friend or whatever you want to call it. And, of course, James Harden. James Harden is, has played with Dwight Howards of the world, the Chris Pauls of the world, the Russell Westbrooks of the world. He's had good rosters. He's mm-hmm. had issues with effort. He's had issues with showing up, and now he's had effort with weight showing up and – you know, being part of a team and kind of just being a dick. But the one time in both their careers, Kevin Durant and James Harden, that they had no problems mm-hmm. is when they were together in OKC with yeah. Russell Westbrook. And I have some pushback on that and a very important question for you. Your pushback seemed to be that they were young and not no. super famous yet? No, no. Here, and this is actually a really important question for you, Sam. I mean, I, I want to get your thoughts is on Is this it. better or would the team with Westbrook? No, no. Okay. That's so a good question, It though, is right? a good question. My question for you, Sammy, is Kevin Durant – not really a leader, right? He's not like the leader. Steph was a leader, like emotionally or Draymond vocally on that team. James Harden's not a leader. We saw when Chris Paul was there, he's the leader. Um, and Kyrie Irving's never been a leader. Who's the leader of his team? It's Kyrie Irving. And he, because Kyrie Irving is a leader when he buys in. I think it's pretty clear. Kyrie buys in, he's a leader. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, it's not, when he was fake bought into Boston, mm-hmm. he was kind of seen as the leader. When he is, has been fake bought into Brooklyn in certain times, he's been the leader. He has this, like, I don't think he's a genius, like he tries to make himself out <laughs> to be, but he has a certain good intellectual, like, intel, like knows how to talk, knows how to present certain ideas and thoughts. Yeah, but he looks like he's on that Kanye West scale now. He, he seems like he's gone off the rails. Yeah, sometimes I think he's joking. He said once that the flat world thing was a joke. Uh, my thing is, I think he is the leader of this team. Or, to be honest, it's James Harden. And I think people try to make it out that James Harden hasn't been a leader. But I, he's, despite never going as far as these guys have winning a championship... I guess he was he was the closest person in the NBA. That was closer than Kyrie and LeBron together. And that's closer than anybody else to beating that Warriors dynasty with. with um, yeah, but I don't think he was the leader back then. I think Chris Paul was. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been I'm you know, about who's a guy who's out there like talking to people? You know, yo, what's going on? I was like, I think you might be right. It might be Kyrie because I've never seen Kevin Durant do it. I've never seen James Harden do it. I think you might. I think you're right. I think it's either Kyrie or James Harden, but I disagree with that. We've never seen James Harden do that. I think James Harden, when he's bought it, here's the problem with these three guys: we have a lot of positive memories about them. We also have a lot of negative because when they're not bought in, they do negative things. But I've seen them all. Do really good positive can, can, things. Can you give me an example of a time James Harden was a leader? Like I, I don't even know if there's. I have an example of Kevin Durant doing it. You've given me examples of Kyrie doing it in Boston, so that's why I'm. Not, that's why I agree with you on the Kyrie, but that's why I don't know about Kevin Durant or James Harden because I don't think I've ever seen them do it. I, I mean, I or I can't think of a time at least. I mean, it's it, with Kevin Durant. He's always joined stack teams, so it's yeah. kind of a hard example. I mean. He, I, I would say he's he was one of the leaders, if not the leader, with Westbrook on that OKC team. Mm-hmm. I mean, problem is he's not as vocal as Westbrook, but he was one of the physical, emotional, on-court leaders for the for that team in OKC. And I think he was part of the leadership group, although quietly, Draymond Green was the leader of that Warriors. Steph really wasn't yes. either. It was Draymond Green. Draymond is the best. That's why sometimes I get. Don't, I think we get caught up too much in one of your best players having to be a leader. Like, like just for example, could Kendrick Perkins, who's not ever been the best player on a team, he's supposedly like really the guy's guy, talks a lot. And a lot of people say he was the leader of that Oklahoma City Thunder team. I like, think there's a big difference between the on-court leader and off-court leader. Yeah, and I'm talking about the off-court leadership now with the Nets, more than the on-court. Because at the end of the day, we know Kevin Durant's going to get buckets, James Harden's going to get buckets, and Kyrie Irving's going to get buckets. I guess I'm talking more about the off-court leadership. I just don't know if any of those guys have it. And sometimes, like, the team needs it. And maybe it's Steve Nash. Maybe he's the head coach. Yeah. I, honestly, the more I think about it, I think it's James Harden. Mm-hmm. The reason I think it's James Harden is I feel like I've seen James Harden buy in and be a good leader and never have an issue. Actually, this year was just forget his maybe being out of shape ish yeah. or being like, what, what's the right word? Like not playing defense. He's never really had an issue until this okay, year. Okay, but that doesn't make him a leader. So, See, this, this is my, my, my issue of what you're saying. And I'm not trying to, trying to push back on the James Harden being a leader thing is. You're saying these things, but I've never actually seen him. I don't have any concrete examples. I mean, wouldn't you give okay. me a concrete example? Ben, how about this? Name concrete examples of anybody else being a leader in the NBA outside of LeBron James. Because Kawhi is not the leader. Name the best – name a great – name a top five player in the NBA and give me, like, leadership moments. I mean, if you want to look at LeBron James, we've seen so many of them. We yeah, I said outside of LeBron James. Okay, but, I mean, that's what you're looking for. When he's no, no, because cause Kawhi won a ch- has won championships. He's not a leader. There was no emotional – like that Yeah, was we, Kyle we, we know Kyle Lowry was a leader of that team. That's why I'm, I'm saying I think we're trying too hard to say either Kyrie, Kevin, or Kyrie have to be the leader. Maybe none of them are leaders, but they have a really strong – coaching staff who's a leader or maybe someone uh, off the bench is a leader. I, 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 maybe we don't need one of those three guys to be a leader. That's fair. But l- let me fi- let's just finish the point here. Cause I think we're just going back and going in circles kind of, there is going to be a leader between those three, like of some sort. That doesn't mean they are the team leader. That doesn't mean they're like the overall leader of everything. For all we know, that could be uh, Joe Harris. That could be right, DeAndre that- Jordan because he apparently seems like he's buddies with everybody. It could be Steve Nash. Like you said, I was talking more about the on-court leadership. Okay, that's on-court, fair. it's probably going to be one of those three guys, and I'm going to pick James Harden out of those because James Harden's the only one in his career that's kind of, 
I felt like had to take a back seat before. And okay, see, he was a sixth man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like coming into this situation, he kind of knows he could be a number one, but he also could be the number three. And he's obviously he's giving up mm-hmm. the fact that he could average thirty three a game in Houston, fifty a game if he wanted to, to be on a winning team. So I think he's giving all three of them. I think showed leadership in the sense that they're willing to give up the accolades and scoring mm-hmm. to try to win a championship. So I think on court, I'm going to pick James Harden just for that reason. He's played the six man role. He's played with Durant before. I think he's going from a toxic to a happier environment. Hopefully if Kyrie's being normal, but like you said, I agree. Actually, we're probably over evaluating the fact that like off court, one of the stars is the leader because you know what? At the end of the day, I don't even know if Giannis is a leader and he's one of the best right. teams. I don't know if Joel Embiid's a leader. I don't know if Kawhi – I know Kawhi's not the emotional leader of a team. The only Paul, superstar – George, is it? No, the only superstar is LeBron James that we can definitively say is the on and off court leader for a team. Because even with the Warriors, Steph Curry is the on court leader, sure, but Draymond's like the, the glue. Yeah. So I think uh, – at the end of the day, my my point, I'm saying James Harden was more on court, but I think you're right. I think uh, these three, I think they're just good enough at basketball. They don't have to be off-court leaders, and there's probably somebody else in that locker room that's uh, kicking up the emotion and energy. And, you know, if there's a year where a team can win a championship without any leadership, it's this year, right? As this COVID year, you don't have people going out and, like, team dinners and except stuff. Except for Kyrie. Except for Kyrie. But like you're just sitting in your hotel room really and then going or sitting at home. You're not even allowed to leave your house in your own city. So maybe this, if there's a year, you don't really need like true leadership. Because a lot, a lot about basketball is like, you know, going out, like even on basketball teams, like you've never been in the NBA, neither have I, um, even though I think that's absurd. We should have both been. Um, but the point is here that, like you've been on basketball teams, right? Like sometimes off the court is really where you build all the chemistry. Like from going playing video games, going out, having team dinners, hanging out. But now you can't really do that. So if there's a time where you can do like an almost an AAU assembled team with three superstars and go out and win a championship, it might be this year. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say there is that, you know, the the nets are still behind though compared to other teams mm-hmm. that have been assembled together i mean you gotta be totally honest agree. this lakers team is gonna be closer than this nets team yes. just in the sense that they had all of last year as well and, and being they in gotta the bubble. hang out in the bubble together too. yeah but if there's any team i'm not worried about how like the mesh of players is gonna be is this team and there's a reason behind that is if this was two if these were like superstars that didn't know each other I would be concerned. Like if let's just say, I mean, Kyrie doesn't, I mean, I don't think anyone knows Kyrie now. I'm, I'm, I think we're all confused. <laughs> you know, Kevin Durant's <laughs> friends with Kyrie. Let me just get to the point. The point is, I think if there's any team I'm not worried about, Durant and Kyrie were obviously friends, came together. Harden and Durant have played together for many years and obviously were had a great relationship. Not worried about them coming together. Yeah. Now if, if, you know, Victor, if I don't know, give me a random star. Like, let's say Luka Doncic got traded to the uh, Pacers to be buddies with Sabonis. Well, they're, they're both Europeans, so that okay, work. fair. But I gotta just finish the point. <laughs> I know. Like, I if if now, you, if, you sorry, you threw that on a platter. No, me. if that was their if that was their leadership or like that's who had to mesh. Yeah, then I'd be like, okay, these guys didn't even like play an All Star game together, or they don't even mm-hmm. they've had no history. It's a little harder in this year, but. All these guys, 
are obviously well known together. They've had times together, whether Kyrie and Durant, Harden are close, doesn't matter because I think all three together in some way have had some history. Um, and it makes it pretty easy to play basketball. And this is a high scoring, high volume team. And I think it's just going to be fun with Steve Nash there coaching. I think it's going to be a And Mike fun. D'Antoni. Yeah, that's Harden. important for James Harden. I mean, that's the one coach James Harden didn't drive out of Houston. Mm-hmm. He liked him. He liked him. And uh, here's my, my last question with this, because, I mean, I think we all, before we answer, do you think they'll win the championship this year? Stylistically, do you think this is a good fit? Or do you think, like, both guys, like Kyrie and James Harden, dribble a lot, and a lot of their game is based on dribble penetration, dribble um, – I mean, with Harden – despite, you know, my jokes all the time on Twitter and stuff like dribble, 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 dribble. I mean, it's effective, right? He gets to the hole, he scores a lot of points. He wins. Um, and, and he wins, you know, at a pretty high pace. Um, Kyrie kind of has a similar style with the dribbling and stuff. And then Kevin Durant, I feel like you can put him anywhere. So one of those guys is going to be – well, obviously Durant's going to keep doing what Durant does, which is he doesn't want to be a volume guy. He doesn't want to be the guy who has to dribble the ball 300 times. He wants to catch and shoot and then in the fourth quarter take over. But do you think – so I'm not worried about Kyrie and Durant or – I'm also not worried about James Harden and Durant. But do you think Kyrie and James Harden are a natural fit? I, and Natural. I'm not saying will they fit. Are they a natural fit? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be perfectly fine. I mean, I'm very optimistic nowadays with basketball players. I've yet to see a pretty big trade in the last – I would say in the last – just because of how vol- how high-volume offenses are now and everybody can get shots, I haven't seen one that hasn't worked Me out. Too. Like, there's, also, there's only one ball. Like, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> telling you that Kyrie, Harden, and Durant could all get 20 shots up a game. Yeah, and that's they could. very possible now. And Joe Harris will get 10, and then you'll have one random guy off the bench of five or six, another guy five or six, and there it is. Now, I think like 15 years ago, this type of stuff was harder because – Games were slowed down, less possessions, less opportunity on offense. But, I mean, you have Kevin Durant join the Warriors, and you're getting 20 shots up for him, 20 shots for Curry, 20 shots for Clay, 15 shots for Draymond. Even, like, random fits like Porzingis gets traded to the Mavs, it works. Anthony Davis gets traded to the Lakers, it works. Yeah, Kawhi and Paul the Porzingis when you're talking about two euros, so. Yeah, two euros always works. Right? It always works. And you talk about the fact that, I mean, it's so high volume these days. You even see I'm wearing a Phoenix Suns hat. You even see Chris Paul gets traded to a team like the Phoenix Suns. And they are surprising the slowest paced team in the NBA this year. Yeah, but because it doesn't – I think because whatever works with your best players in the NBA now, you can make it work, and you can make it work pretty fast and seamlessly, I feel like. Because if you're a guy that's buying in, like the only reason Houston didn't work – I'm not, I don't buy into the fact that the situation was just messed up. Like, I know James Harden kind of wanted to BS yesterday and he was like, This situation's crazy. I don't There's know a great if it's be by him, by the way. He huh? was a complete dick to the whole city yeah. and the whole organization and he got traded. He's the next day, to, he's been trying to get traded this whole no, time. And he said, The situation <laughs> is crazy. I don't think it can be fixed. Thank you. Walked away. Yeah, it actually worked. To the, if his agent told him to do that, the agent deserves a raise. Yeah, to the point, what I was saying was that you could made that work. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Woods is becoming an all-star before our eyes. P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. That roster was good enough to be, you know, not two and seven. But he's chosen to not make it seamlessly work. Mm -hmm. So I actually think now that they got Victor Oladipo as part of that trade, 
in Karis or not Karis Bird. They got some other pieces, whatever it is. Um, but Victor Oladipo there. Draft picks. Yeah, 20,000 draft picks. And Victor Oladipo, that team's going to be better than when James Harden was there because they're going to just try to buy in. Yeah. And that's where I know this Nets thing will work because they're going to try to buy in. And guess what happens when people buy in? It usually works good enough, right? right. Like I'm not saying, especially with stars, I'm not saying when it's like the roster of the – I don't know. Actually, every roster is okay nowadays. Yeah. But when you have a bad roster, I get it. It's hard, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's hard when you had the Memphis Grizzlies right now without John Morant. I see why it won't work. But- yeah. I mean, despite what you all said, and I totally agree it's going to work. I just don't think it's a natural fit, right? The Kyrie and James Harden thing. I think some there's going to be a little bit in the beginning, a little bit of a – adjustment period before they really figure out how to play with each other. I think Kevin Durant, you can plop him in with anyone and it'll, it'll just work. I just think there'll be, it's just not a natural fit. Will it work? Hell yeah. It's going to work. They're too talented not to work. Will they figure it out and make it look natural after a few games and getting to know each other? Absolutely. I just don't think it's a natural fit. I guess that was more my question. Is it a natural fit? Like in a basketball sense, like if you were to want to put together a perfect roster, I just don't think Kyrie and James Harden would be the two, but they're so talented. It makes it work. Yeah. I just don't believe in the word natural fit anymore in basketball at this style, because like five, six, seven years ago, you might've been like, you're going to put Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, all shooters. That doesn't work. Or like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I remember some people saying like, he's going to clog the lane for LeBron. Like I just feel like in this era, I know what you mean by natural fit for basketball, but I think in this era, there's no such thing. I think, this era because of the way offenses are. I mean, you have – I just watched right now. It's Knicks versus Nets. The first two possessions is Kevin Durant off the screen, plops open for a wide-open jumper. Joe Harris comes off the screen and hits a three. You're just going to have that with Kyrie and James Harden added. I have a prediction, George. Their first game altogether, which might be a while because Kyrie's going to be in like a maybe one-week quarantine after he was seen at like a birthday party, whatever it is. But their first game together, I promise you they all have – this is my prediction – I'll have over 20 points. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. And that, I don't think they all shoot over 50%. Um, here's another question for you before we get to NFL picks and all that. Oh, before we get to – if you're going to get to a joke question, let's just finish no, the it's not, it's question. it's not a joke question. Oh. Yeah, no, no. It's the still not a joke question. Yeah, but – no. I'm I was just, waiting for the James Harden strip club question. I thought that's where we're getting. No, no, no. <laughs> we all know Houston has the best, some of the best strip clubs. And in New, York, New York shut down right now. And New York shut down right now. Like, he's, he's definitely – I mean, he – he has Probably a good money. proof. <laughs> I fly the strippers without people knowing. But the point is here, my real question is, um, <laughs> you know, people seem really excited about this trade, right? If you go on NBA Twitter, it seems like really – like people are really excited. But when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it's all about super teams and how bad super teams are for the NBA. I don't see any of that after this trade. And why do you think that is? I mean, if LeBron James doesn't win a championship this year – it's get or never again and the nets are winning championships you could say that kevin durant kind of fucked over lebron james long term oh he already has he's just totally long term short term fucked him too like and you know kevin durant like it's not because just kevin durant's amazing it's not just because kevin durant's amazing he's fucked him because it was just the things he's done but if you think about it like if kevin durant goes to the nba finals this year with the nets and beats the lakers and does it again next year his career would be 4-0 in the finals against LeBron James and will not in any essence. No, well, he lost to Murray once. Oh, yeah, he did in, with the Thunder. That's right. 4-1 and one against LeBron in the finals or whatever. 
then we all know like Durant kind of like maestroed his way to it. I don't like to call him a snake because I feel like he's made some really good decisions. If they win a championship this year, it's a good decision. It's a good business decision. It's a good business decision. (laughs) So he's a maestro. He maestroed his way to it. But why do you think people don't seem to have too big of a problem with it so far, just from like reaction on social media? I mean, it's the same answer I'll always make for the same same reason why people didn't have the same reaction when Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers or when just Kevin Durant and Kyrie team up. What Kevin Durant did with the Warriors, the reason people didn't like it is because that team had already assembled and won a championship. Okay, and then on top of that, there's two 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 and this is coming from one of those guys that complain about it. So like I feel like I have the you know, there's obviously there's people who might have different answers themselves, but I feel like I know the exact answer because I am that person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm that person that does complain about what Kevin Durant did with the Warriors, but I won't complain about anything since. I haven't complained about this trade. I haven't complained about Anthony Davis. I haven't complained about anything except for Le- some LeBron fans will complain if they don't win the championship this year. That's not that's not the point. That was not you. Not you. The, I know. No, but that wasn't the question. The I question know. is why is this trade? sparking excitement compared to the one that sparked negativity. Yes. The reason is because that team already had won a championship and had, and then the year before he left, he blew a three, one lead to them. He blew like him and Westbrook, whatever you want to say, but he was the best player on that team. He blew a three, one lead to a team with the greatest record of all time. And then decided to join. Yeah, so that makes sense. That's yeah. where I think the extras. Now it's like whatever. This Nets team's a new team. Yeah. You know, that's why I no, think no, it totally makes sense. I totally get where you're like Anthony from. Davis to the Lakers. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things I think I had to bring up, right? Because yeah. like, there are two different reactions, and some people might wonder why, and you just explained why. And I think the other reason, George, is a lot of people give. This is actually an interesting topic. A lot of people give. Kevin Durant's championship, kind of an asterisk. It's like, yeah. well, Steph Curry's the best player. And he won the finals MVP, but he's like, you joined the Splash Bros. Mm-hmm. You joined the Warriors. And then with Kyrie, you know, 99% of people are like, yeah, he won it because he was on a team with LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. They both haven't – I feel like they're both in that same scenario where they still had something to prove themselves. Like Kyrie had something to prove outside of LeBron. Uh, Durant had something to prove outside of the Warriors. And James Harden has still has a to prove outside the strip club. Yeah, outside of Houston strip clubs. They um, all have something to prove outside of their original success. Right. Like, I don't think, you know, I think if LeBron James got traded to the Nets today with Kyrie and Durant, people would be pissed because it's like, you have nothing to prove. Like, well, what's what's this, right? So here, this is like a something to prove type of team. Yeah, I just want Kyrie to come out and do an interview and be like, you know, I never played if a guy didn't get buckets at the end of a game before my career, and I joined Kevin Durant against buckets at the end of a game. He, say, he says something like that. Yeah. Now I'm playing with two guys who can get buckets at the end of a game. He probably would piss off LeBron. Like, really? James Harden? Really? I mean, like, James Harden can't get buckets. I, I know, but remember when Kyrie, like, threw shade at LeBron saying Kevin Durant's the first player he played with? Yeah, hey, you said I want him to come out and say it again. Yeah, yeah say it yeah, again. Yeah, I'm saying, but he's right. I, I know he's right, but LeBron can get buckets, too. Just LeBron can we get know Kyrie. Why are we worried about Kyrie quotes? It's like he, this guy is a nut job. I know that's my point. This is why I'm worried about it. That's why I'm not worried I, about like, it. Like I almost feel like like they should win the championship, but Kyrie's going to go off the rails at some point. They want to. LeBron won a championship with that nut job himself. I mean, like you can win with nut jobs. They're just nut jobs. It has to be this good of a team. Yeah, you're right, man. So, I mean, he's already won. I mean, that's why I'm not worried about this. They're. 
All right, so predictions. They're guys. the finals. They're the, I'll tell you what the odds are. FanDuel listed the Nets. As um, call favorites. Uh, no. FanDuel has the, this is from Action Network like 30 minutes ago. Okay. FanDuel lists the Nets at plus 270, only behind the Lakers at plus 260. Okay. And that's where the Nets were all the way near plus 500 before the trade. Wow. So they've I wish I bought some like Nets. Uh, last night. Like, yeah, like, like at the beginning of a year, and then you can sell them on like some markets. Like, no, it would have been better if you bought them this week, actually, because they were higher at the beginning of the year. They fell to 500 oh, this okay. week because of Kyrie Irving and his absence his and absence drama. Really so now they're. Oh, they're right slightly, slightly uh, behind the Lakers. And to be honest, if I had to make any prediction right now, obviously it'd be Nets-Lakers in the finals. And I don't think, before we get to who we think is going to win, I don't, I don't think you would have a different answer. No, should we do our NBA finals preview pod today or should we keep it? You, right you never know with these guys. You never know. But <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Nets Lakers. And if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to pick the uh, Lakers to win the championship. But because, just because I haven't seen the Nets play, I might watch the Nets play and be like, wow, this team's great. But right now, I haven't seen them play. So I, at least I know how the Lakers play. Yeah, that's that's why I don't have much to say about it yet. Because like right now, yeah, I agree. I'm picking Lakers to win Nets versus Lakers in the finals. I guess my last most important question, George, would just be because I think this is the key of all this trade. Like, forget Durant, forget Kyrie, James Harden. James Harden basically overnight went from, I would say, career chance to win a championship while still being a top notch player. Not like, a, you know, I joined a roster at the end of the career. His chances probably went from like below 5% to above 50, like a 55, 60% chance right. of winning a finals. And it's what I've said about him his whole career. He'll never, ever win a championship as the number one guy on the team. Kevin Durant, historically, is much better than James Harden. He's, that's fine. I mean, like, and, and that's fine. This is, this is a perfect role. I think for his career and what James Harden is good at, this is the absolute, like, for him, right? I think the – I think it's my question. Okay. <laughs> my question was, first of all, what does that mean for him? That, I mean, that's where I was getting to. Yeah, I mean, but because – I, but I wanted to stop it for a second because of the stupid, like, one – was it the number one thing? Yeah, it's a big deal. You're Like, Steph Curry has never even won a finals MVP. Steph Curry's technically never still, been – But he still wasn't number one on that team that won a championship. Okay, according so to some, he's not. Bit, so he was. Okay, I, mean, he was. I said according to some, he was not. That's not true. Who? According to who? According to the NBA finals. No, no, they're uh, saying that committee. series that Andre – like, But, like, for one. example, Steph, Curry, Steph Curry's two – Championships following when LeBron yeah. didn't have a hurt team, Kevin Durant was the Finals MVP. Yeah. You have you have Kawhi Leonard has basically been like a number one. There's been like two or three number ones. There's in the not last, many number ones in, in the history. last about fifteen years. Yeah. There's been like two or three number ones. So my question is, forget if it's a number one or not. Like, what does that mean for Harden? Because even whether he was a number one or number two or number three, like this has to mean something. Special. It does, but my only issue is I wonder if it will mean something if they'll win. We've seen teams say that they're going to win championships and put together super teams, the Houston Rockets, with Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Clyde Drexler. We've seen it done in Denver when they went and traded for Allen Iverson late in his career after his partying and his relationship with Philadelphia went sour. This doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the NBA championship. And if it doesn't, here's the thing. It will mean more to James Harden's career negatively if they don't win the championship than it will mean positively if they win the championship. 
because he's the second guy. He joined Durant. This is Durant's championship. If they lose and never win a championship and he doesn't contribute as much as they do, his legacy's like goes from what if he wins finals MVP and is like the best player on the team? If he's the best player on the team, that's a different story. But he's not, I don't think he is the best player. I don't think. Now, if that happens, I'd be very surprised. But I think he even knows by requesting a trade to a place like Brooklyn, I think he's tired of trying to be that number one guy and win a championship as a number one guy. I think he thinks he's a number two. Which is why I actually, I respect it. That's why, slightly, actually, I disagree with you on the fact that if he wins, it means less than when he loses. I think. We expect him to lose at this point in his career. Like he has not after his trade. Yeah, yes and you no. Do. I mean, but we we we've never you you I've never heard once you call him like a winner, right? You expect him to choke in certain situations or whatever. If he does win this championship with the willingness to take a slight step back, because he's not going to take a huge step back. Let's be honest, he's going to average twenty five points a game probably. Still. Yeah, and the willingness to take a little step back and then become a winning player in the process, I think we're going to gain a lot more respect. We're going to look back at James Harden's career, you know, having a season where he averaged like 35 a game, winning an MVP, going to multiple Western Conference finals, going to that finals of OKC. Then if he wins one as well, we're talking about a player that has more on his resume than like Charles Barkley's. And he has more than Carl Malone's on his, but like he might inch himself into like the close to the top 2025 in, in NBA history. And he's already top Forty in NBA history. That's like not like even though I don't like James Harden, he's a top forty player of all time. I agree, but if you can creep into that top twenty, a ring might put him closer to that it top. Depending on how you get the ring, if you get the ring as a second fiddle, probably closer to top twenty five. Still be behind like Dirk Nowitzki, right? Maybe. Like like probably behind Dirk. I don't know. Dirk's also won a championship and won MVP. Yeah, but he did that as the number one guy and carried the team to the championship by himself, like basically. So, I mean, that's his like right. If yes won't. and no, but here's the, like Steph Curry has multiple championships, no Finals MVPs. If James Harden wins a Finals, finals MVP, MVP is like great, it's fantastic. Like Tim Duncan was a leader of the Spurs, and Tony Parker won a Finals MVP. No, yeah, it's not, like, like Tony Parker Spurs. Yeah, but but come on, no, like, do you know what I mean? But Dan- Duncan won some Finals. Yes, MVP. I know that. Like, let's forget the Finals MVPs for a second, because I mean I think they're important. But like we see it in all sports, World Series MVP. Like who? Won- Malcolm Smith won the Super Bowl MVP for the Seahawks. No one's like, man, that was Malcolm Smith's team. Like, I mean, like so. Let, the- let, let, wait, wait, wait. Let's keep it frank for a second. NFL and, and uh, MLB. Finals MVPs are not the same thing as the NBA ones. No, they're not. Like, <laughs> but like the, the point here is if James Harden wins the NBA championship and he goes out and is the best player, sure. I mean, this is not going to be. I mean, that's why he's joining a team of two other stars, and that's why he wanted to join a team of two other stars because I think in his essence, what James Harden was made to be is the world's greatest number two. That's what I think. Yeah, we'll we'll find out, I guess. I mean, he does have the best, best as in no injury history from all these players. He's the healthiest. He's the healthiest of all these guys. And you never know. He might have to lead this team. We'll find out. I think overall, though, this was uh, great for the Eastern Conference. It's going to be a fun. I mean, you're going to have Giannis going against these guys. You're going to have Philadelphia, who's rolling right now. Playing really good basketball. Boston. Boston's playing good basketball. Miami made the finals last year. I don't year. even know if they're better than Boston. Boston's been playing together for a while. And they're well, like, I don't, I'm not saying Steve Nash is a bad coach, but do we know how good of a coach Steve Nash is yet? And coaching matters too. We just don't know. He might be the best coach ever. He might not be a good coach. 
Yeah, we'll find out. But I, they're gonna, I think they're going to make the finals. But I, I be, think so. I'm telling you, Indiana's Would really you be good shocked team. if they didn't? Yes. Shocked? Yes. Okay, I, have no, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm picking them to go to the finals. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the finals. Man, that'd be like – like last year I, would, I was going to be shocked if AD and LeBron didn't make it. I would have been shocked if Durant joined the Warriors if they didn't make it. Um, well, I, my problem is we have Kevin Durant coming off a torn Achilles. We have Kyrie Irving who's gone AWOL. And we have James Harden who looks like he's, you know, 15 pounds away from eating himself out of the league. So, like, when you see those three he guys, I, he looks like – I didn't say he is 15 pounds away, so he looks like on camera. No, he looks like he gained some weight, but he looks like Luca. They don't look like they're almost out of the league fatness. They're, like, just, like, five pounds overweight. He looks 15. But that's not the point. The point is – so we have, like – that's why I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the finals. Would I be surprised if all three were healthy and meshing – and playing good, would I be shocked? Yeah, but I think there's a lot of variables here. Yeah, disagree. They, if they don't make the finals, man, that's an absolute epic failure. We're talking about former MVP, two-time finals MVP. No, Kevin I'm picking Durant. them. Man. Totally we're talking about fine. We're talking about MVP, multiple Western Conference Finals appearances. Almost took down the Warriors. James Harden. We're talking about the one of the biggest shots in NBA history in a Game Seven to take down when the Warriors. When was the last year he finished this season? Can I just finish? Well, no, no, but really, Kyrie, you're going to Kyrie. When was the last time he finished the season? Whenever it's been an important season, he's finished it. Really? When, he missed the NBA Finals twice with the Cavaliers. Well, once. Actually, that's yeah, it. And then he missed the Eastern Conference Finals with the uh, Boston Celtics. When that's he went seven games. He finished that one last time, last year when they uh, quit on him. Remember? Did he finish that season when he quit on him? Yeah, again, they lost to the Bucks. They were up 2 nothing, and then he quit on him. Oh, yeah, he did. He didn't really finish the season. He played, but he didn't play it. That was the last one. Okay. Last year, he, fin- he I'm going to go back to what I was saying because I like to I like to be able to finish my statements here. We're talking about Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. two times Finals MVP, Finals MVP, a league scoring champ. We're talking about James Harden, a league scoring champ, MVP, almost took down the Warriors. We're talking about Kyrie Irving, biggest shot maybe in NBA Finals history for a Game Seven to take down the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, all on the same team. Yeah. So to me. I'm just like, I don't know. To me, it'd be crazy to like, I'd just be, I'd be shocked if, I don't know. I'd be shocked if he wasn't able to, if they weren't able to win this. Kyrie's only 28 years old. You have Kevin Durant at like 31, James Harden at 30. They got two, three years to do this. I'd be shocked they don't win one. Oh, I'm talking about this season. Yeah, I'd be shocked this season if they don't make it, but I'm just, it's all about the injuries, like you said. Yeah, saying. that's why I'm saying I'm like I'm not disagreeing with you. If they're healthy and playing, I'm totally with you. But you don't foresee any situation where you'd be like, oh, Kevin Durant or Kyrie got hurt. You wouldn't be like, you'd be shocked if one of them. Okay, then I'm. Hurt. You know what, George? I'm going to say that about every no contender because well, okay, we've yeah. never seen LeBron James miss a season. Yeah, but if Anthony Davis, who yeah happens to miss every season except for last year, mm-hmm. gets hurt, then yes, they wouldn't make the yeah. finals. And if Kawhi Leonard, who's had weird nagging injuries for that. And Paul George, who's missed every other season with either a shoulder or a leg injury. The only team that I would actually fully trust at this point would be like the Milwaukee Bucks because Giannis hasn't been hurt before. And, he's, and neither is Drew Holiday. But like every team right now that's like a top-notch team has guys with some injury problems. Even, you know, you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid had two years of problems getting on the court. So yeah, I'm picking them. I, I'm picking I'm, them. You know I me, mean? I think every time we talk about these things, I hate, to, I'm, don't, care about the like if they're healthy because when we talk about these things to be honest 
we're always talking with the assumption that these teams are healthy. Yeah, I know, you I'm never, you never trouble. do a season preview. Of course, of course. I'm just having trouble doing that with off the torn Achilles and Kyrie. I'm just having trouble, like, just assuming they're healthy. I don't. For some reason, hey, Kevin Durant looks perfect. Yeah, he does. He looks pretty good. And then I'm, I think they make the finals. So I'm just, I always like to just try to offer a little pushback, get a little conversation going instead of making it easy and saying, yeah, they're going to make the finals. Like, there's so many variables with this team that I'm, that I'm concerned about, but if it clicks, oh my God, dude, they they can be the best team in the league easily. If yeah, it clicks. I mean, I understand your pushback here, but at the same time, like rather than your pushback, I really just care what you think. And what I what you think is, if this team is healthy and they're doing it right, they're going to be the best team in the league. Yeah, and I think we all believe that. I think so too. It's too good of a roster. All right. Well, that was our uh, 2021 NBA Finals preview. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, they, they, it's going to be very interesting to see what Lakers happens. Lakers and Six. Mean. Yeah, I think the Lakers will still win it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with this team. Uh, I don't know when the first time we're going to get a Kyrie and uh, Durant and, and Harden game, but I know we're going to get a, a Harden and Durant game here soon, which might be even more fun to watch than the Kyrie-Durant games. Yeah, absolutely. Should we get on to some NFL? Let's do some NFL. Uh, I do want to mention, though, actually, before we get to NFL, is – We'll probably get going on a full NBA like once it's about two week, two more weeks and another weekend maybe here when the NFL starting to slow down. We'll get into a full, you know, talk about the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. There's a lot going on, but it's early in the year. There's been a lot of postponed games. For those who don't know, those are the only two conferences in the NBA. Yeah, that that is, and the, I'm I'm wearing a Phoenix Suns hat because that's my team this year. You know, they came off to a hot start, but they've had their last two games canceled this today and coming up on Friday. So hopefully once the NBA is kind of back to a normal schedule, George and I will, will do a full-on uh, breakdown each conference and kind of talk about what, what's going on in this NBA league. But you have to talk about this this wild moment of James Harden being traded. Absolutely. Um, NFL weekend, we're going to quickly give our picks. Uh, we, have, we had the super-duper wildcard weekend last week, and this week we just have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, which is usually wildcard weekend, kind of the same thing. Um, but now we're into the divisional playoffs. Yeah. Let's uh, start off mm-hmm. with Saturday. Rams at Packers. All right. Uh, what's the spread on this one? Minus six and a half Green Bay. All right. I'm going to take Green Bay minus six and a half. Um, this is a good job by the NFL by putting this game last. Uh, this game is kind of the boring game of the week. This is the game where if you missed out on betting on the Rams uh, poo-poo platter of quarterbacks, here's your opportunity. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, still, I think, questionable, right? And yeah, he'll uh, play. He's going to play. And we have our Aaron versus Aaron matchup, which is uh, also your girlfriend's name, but she spells it differently. So that's always interesting. Um, which So which Aaron is going to come on, on top, Sammy? Your girlfriend, by saying, hey, you can miss this game because it's the Packers and Rams, Aaron Donald or Aaron Rodgers? I have no idea what that sentence was. Can you go back and try that one more time? That <laughs> so was not English. You said – what are you going to do with the game that Aaron, your girlfriend, lets you watch or not? Game? No, I, I said since this game is going to be shitty, there's three Aaron's going to be involved in this game. Your girlfriend, Aaron, opportunity for you not to watch this game because it's going to suck. Aaron Donald, because the Rams are, are going to upset the Packers, or just Aaron Rodgers because they're going to win? Well, Packers are winning, but uh, I'm taking the Rams as one of my locks this week at plus six and a half because – Really? That's, that's interesting. I like this. Aaron Rodgers is 0-4, I'm reading this, in his last four starts when facing a team with the number one ranked total defense. 
The Rams are number one in total defense, scoring defense, and passing defense. Jalen Ramsey makes DK Metcalf look like a child sometimes on that football field. I know he ended up with a touchdown late in the game, but that was not against Ramsey. DK Metcalf this year in three games against the Rams with Jalen Ramsey guarding him has three catches for 30 yards, I believe. Devontae Adams is going to be guarded all game by Jalen Ramsey. And like I said, he might take him out of a game completely. Yep. And like I said, Aaron Rodgers 0-4, last four starts when facing a team with the number one ranked total defense. The Rams are not only number one in total defense, George, in scoring defense and passing defense. So if Aaron Donald does play and is healthy enough, then yes, I'm taking this Rams game. Uh, I'm taking. I'm not going to take them to win, but I'm going to take them to cover uh, because I do know that quarterback situation. I think Wolford's starting again. Yeah. Um, the quarterback situation's a little messed up. You know, this would be interesting. I mean, and there's I, also a third Aaron fourth. There's Aaron Jones, the running. Oh back. yeah, Aaron Jones, the running back. Forgot about him. Big factor there. He actually is. But um, you know what, Sammy? That'd be interesting if somehow you're right. If the Rams did upset them, could you imagine like? Tampa Bay upsets New Orleans and Tampa Bay is actually hosting a playoff game NFC championship. Uh, but even if I do think the Rams do lose, but I, I kind of like your stats there. You're making me want to – I'm actually – those stats were enough to convince me. I'm going with you. Rams plus six and a half. Yeah, because the, those things don't lie. Like the 0-4 against number one ranked mm-hmm. defense and Aaron Rodgers, as much as I think he might be the most talented quarterback to ever play – He's a little – he's way better, but don't get me wrong. He's a little James Harden-esque. Yes, when really somebody – when I there's been a lot of moments that I could look back and be like, wow, I can't believe he didn't actually end up winning that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm going Rams on the spread with Packers to win. All right. Okay, George's favorite game of the week. I think everyone's favorite game of the week. No. This is the reason this is America, the Saturday night 5 p.m. game. I think – Actually, it's close. The Sunday night 5 p.m. Yeah, game is good I too. Don't know. Even that Sunday morning game. Actually, every game outside of the Saturday morning game is pretty amazing. Uh, Ravens at Bills, and you have the Buffalo Bills. After winning their first playoff game since 1995, they are minus two and a half. Two and a half point favorites in Buffalo, 37 degrees in the snow. Yeah. Um, interesting spread by Vegas, if you actually think about it. It means they're basically saying, the well, they're not getting three full points for home field advantages here. So they're probably giving two or two and a half. So they're saying these teams are basically even teams playing each other um, in Buffalo. And I believe they are even teams playing in Buffalo. I think this is one of those games that can go absolutely either way. I am taking the Ravens plus two and a half. And I know a lot has been said. We said a lot in our podcast about Lamar Jackson's uh, performance last week getting his first playoff win. But so did Josh Allen showed up too. He carried that team to a win. Um, I think this is one of these games that can go last possession. I think this is going to be a very highly contested game. I'm taking Baltimore to upset the Buffalo Bills and go to the AFC Championship game. I feel like they're that they're kind of like that Titans team last year that came into the playoffs hot. No one really gave them a shot to make it to the AFC Championship game, and they did. Um, give me the Ravens in a really close, highly contested. 28 to 27 win in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills to win. Um, I think. Are we going with the spread first? With the spread, Bills. Okay. I think Bills win by probably win by three. So, I mean, it's going to be a okay. close yeah. one. I think it's going to be a close game overall. But I, first of all, Lamar Jackson really impressed me last week. Uh, we did see him have those flares of the fact that his arm 
can sometimes be an issue long term once he loses that ability to be this most unique quarterback we've ever right. seen. Right. And I think we can all agree that if those legs weren't there, sometimes the arm is not good enough. No, totally agree on that. Uh, 37 degrees in snow. If it becomes slippery, snowy, and icy, I'm going to have to pick a team. I'm going to pick the team that's used to this, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, big body. Uh, I just think he's built more for this 30-degree snow playoff game. I mean, Lamar said it himself. I hope it doesn't snow. Did he say that? Yeah, he said, he said, <laughs> said, I've never played in a snow game before. I hope Saturday is not the first one. Okay, you and gotta, he was kind of laughing when yeah, he said it. But too. you gotta admit that's slightly but, concerning. Yeah, no, no, like, but he hasn't. Like yeah. the way they asked him, "Do you want to play in a snow game?" He's like, "Well, I've never played in a snow game before, and I hope Saturday's not the first one." Which I don't blame him for saying. Yeah, that. he'd rather have it be some fucking regular season yeah. game, right? Like, but that's why, to be honest, I think I'm. I, I gotta go with the Bills. It's gonna be a cold game. It's going to be potentially snowy. There's fans in Buffalo. Lamar Jackson just got his first playoff win. Unfortunately, I think that results in a loss next up. And his first win trailing by 10 points in his career. Yeah, which is a good thing, but it also shows that it was almost a rare moment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Not almost, it was. Like, yeah, it was a rare moment. And I think we'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not quite sure that uh, – I'm not quite sure they can win two in a row. Eh? But you never know Josh Allen either. Josh Allen's like for his great season as well. Yeah. First season winning in a playoff game. Three out of a four AFC quarterbacks got just got their first playoff win. Yeah. Which is which is pretty interesting. And concerning. Yeah, and that concerning. Means I mean the Chiefs are probably probably gonna, gonna make the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I'm picking to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I said the Chiefs can make a run towards the Super Bowl. The Ravens can make a run towards the Super Bowl. I didn't say they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I still think it's Chiefs, Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's gotta be the, the Chiefs. Um, anyways, Bills. Uh, are winning because of that weather factor, because of being at home. I think this game, no matter who it was, I was going to pick whoever was at home with these two young quarterbacks. So yeah. I'm going the Bills, uh, and I'm feeling pretty confident about it. All right. I mean, it's my favorite pick of the week, too. This is like our uh, our betus.com uh, show-off showcase. Show-off showcase. <laughs> this is our betus.com show-off showcase. I'm learning to George. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Browns at Chiefs. You have the Chiefs who are minus 10. And uh, I'm going to easily take the Browns on the spread here. Same here. Uh, and the Chiefs to win by seven. You know, <laughs> uh, I think the Chiefs win by seven too. Uh, here's the thing with this game, though. When was the last time we saw the Chiefs blow out anyone? I don't know why the line is 10. Uh, this team, the Browns can run the ball, which means you can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, which means less points could be scored. I actually like the Browns a lot in this game. I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they make it really, really ugly. They get their head coach back, which is always a nice thing when you get your head coach back from COVID. Historically, that's always been really good. We've never seen it before. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you, though. I completely agree. Yeah, uh, pretty simple game. And I think, unfortunately, for Baker Mayfield – and the Browns, it's they got their first win this year. Next year is supposed to be the the build up here. Right. You know, like you win one playoff game this year, you're probably gonna lose round two. Hopefully next year you can get closer towards a Super Bowl, AFC championship, whatever it is. There's also fans at this game. I just, you know, Buffalo. I mean, you got the Cleveland Browns. They just won it felt like they won the Super Bowl for their first win since 1995 and their first playoff appearance since. 2002 mm-hmm. it felt like a super bowl win for them beating a division rival who wouldn't stop talking crap so i just i, I feel let down coming 
I want to tell you this though, George. You know, tickets start as low as five hundred and thirty-nine dollars is the cheapest ticket. That's pretty expensive, but you have to remember supply and demand, basic economics. I don't know how much you paid attention in the economics class, but the lower the supply, the lower the supply, the higher the demand, and the higher the pricing goes up. So that's your uh, microeconomic um, showcase showdown of the week. And for those that don't know what's going on in the world, it's because of coronavirus. Can you explain that? What, what does that mean? I'm not explaining anything. <laughs> the Bucks at the Saints. We have New Orleans three point favorites against Tom Brady. Tom Bay. I'm taking the Bucks on the spread in the win. Me too. Emphatically. They've been beat they've been beat down twice by the Saints. I actually think that uh I think we're gonna have a solid win by Tampa Bay. I'm gonna say the Bucks are gonna win 35 to 24. Okay, I like that a lot. I'm taking the, the Saints uh, I mean the Buccaneers too. Here's the thing, Sam. Remember when Tony, everyone made fun of Tony Romo when uh, on I think it was Sun on CBS's Game of a Week. You said this on the last podcast. Did I? Yeah. I'm saying it again. Just for those who did not listen to the last podcast, you can rewind, go back and listen to that episode next. They made fun of Tony Romo when he said, we'll see these two teams face off in the playoffs, and here we are. So Brady, Breeze, old man versus old man. We'll see which one wins. I, I do. I'm, I'm with you. Tampa Bay wins this game. Yeah. I, I just trust Brady more in the situation. Drew Brees actually looks a little older. Um, and I think it might be the last game we ever watched a Drew Brees. And how fitting, though, it's the first time you ever get a Drew Brees, Tom Brady in the playoffs. And we might get the next round after that of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Would that be the first time as well? Huh? That would be. Well, yeah, because they never made it in the Super Bowl AFC percentage. How so, yeah. crazy would that be if we got a. Drew Brees, Brady, and then a Brady Rogers. It'd be yeah. kind of cool. It'd be really cool. Who'd they play in the first round? Oh, Heineke versus Brady. Heineke. Heineke. We're going to be talking about that one forever. Heineke. All right. So just real quick, Sammy, we're queuing up a clip here. What's your pr- predictions for the AFC and NFC championship game? Who's going to be in it? Uh, what were my picks? I got the Bills facing the Chiefs. And – I don't like that you told me you're queuing up a clip now. Now I'm now I'm not now it's kind of like I'm, I'm thinking too hard of how to explain this. So let me restart. All right. So let's just go back to do this the standard way. Basically, you have the AFC Ravens Bills. I'm taking the Bills because of the snow, because of the first game. They both won their first game, but whoever was at home, I was gonna take. So because the Bills are at home, snow, Lamar Jackson never played a game in the snow. I gotta go with Lamar Jackson there. Um and I'm going to take the Chiefs on the other end. Browns are going to cover, though. Browns are going to be good, but the Chiefs, I think, have an easy route to – easy in quotes, but easy route to the Super Bowl. And on the NFC side? On the NFC side, I got the – are we talking about this? Were you talking about the Super Bowl or AFC? No, team? who's who are you oh, going to be playing? Why'd you, why'd you rush me there? We got the Packers beating the Rams. <laughs> it's going to be a close one, though. And I got the uh, Bucks easily beating the Saints. Yeah, um, I think we got the same on the NFC side. I'm with you there, man. I think we get the Buccaneers playing the uh, Green Bay Packers. We finally get to see that brady Rodgers matchup. It's a dream matchup. Really excited to see that. And on the AFC side, I'm not going chalk here. I'm actually not going with uh, the two favorites. I am going with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win a tight one against Cleveland. I think Lamar Jackson makes it. We finally get – I mean, all of – offseason people were in last year too like we're gonna get that afc championship game mahomes versus jackson we didn't get it last year this year before the season started people thought we we're gonna get it the ravens started off slow but i think we get it finally 
Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. The dream season ends for Buffalo, um, and I don't think it's going to be done on the hands of Josh Allen. I think it's going to be done on the hands of the defense. Well, you should actually get all those clips about Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. Didn't happen. That didn't happen either, yeah. But no, we got that last year. They played in the playoffs they against did. each other. Yeah. There was always like the AFC Championship bound, like those two clips. I don't know why we always got those. I know we always got those. I think it wasn't. It was in a divisional round. Only. Yeah. Poor Deshaun Watson. Um, Houston's going to have a tough sports week. I think Deshaun Watson's probably going to get traded same week as uh, James Harden gets traded. Yeah, that'd be one hell of a sports week for the Houston. Uh, fan base. Yeah, poor, poor Houston fan base. You got the Astros are fucking cheaters. You got Deshaun Watson wanting out. James Harden gets out. Strip, being, strip clubs are open, though, right? Actually, interestingly enough, uh, Slim Thug posted a meme. Houston strippers right now. <laughs> you can look on the screen, too. Oh. It's right there. Houston strippers right now. And look who liked it. James Harden. That's that's What great. a guy. I thought he, oh, no, no, he has Instagram. I thought, no, he really, reactivated. He reactivated, yeah. Anywho, James Harden to the Nets, NFL divisional round playoffs. I hope you all enjoy. It's going to be a fun sports weekend. And we'll be back after this weekend of a sports talking to AFC and NFC championship game. It's like always my favorite time of the year, but also like the bittersweet time. Like oh, football's almost over. It's okay. It comes back around really fast. I know. Always does. Much love. You can find us at thesportsontap.com or at thesportsontap on all platforms. You can find me, Sammy on tap. That's S-A-M-I on tap on all platforms. And George on tap on all platforms. If you want to find the podcast, just type in the, that being said, not the, that being said podcast um, on all places that you listen to podcasts. And you can find us at pod that, P-O-D that on Instagram and Twitter. Much love. That calls the best brothers in sports. And this is the sports on tap. And this is sports radio. Redefined. Peace, y'all.